Hey, John from FatSexBlog.com. All right, today I want to talk about flip-flopping and no right approach. The fact of the matter is in this publishing business on the internet, there is no right approach for a lot of different things. Let's think about content word count. SEO is loaded with a lot of really capable people who are good at it, and they have very different approaches. Then there's website design, there's homepages, every aspect of a niche site, blog, e-commerce site, etc. There is really no right approach. Different approaches can work and get the desired results. So that means this business is a good fit for me because I'm a bit of a tinker. I like trying different things. I don't really sweat making changes. I just dive in, make changes, check results. And if the results are good, I'll keep them. And if they aren't, I'll revert back to what I was doing. So one example of a recent flip-flop of mine were was homepages. All right, for years and years, I did the usual, just the recent posts all on a homepage. And that was it. And people could dive into the recent posts and dive in. It was basically like a blog. And then I had uh, ordered up Diggity's affiliate lab course, which is excellent. And he had a whole module on homepages and how to really leverage, I guess, what you would call the, uh, the SEO power of the homepage, which makes sense a lot. You know, most, most sites, most of the inbound links are to the homepage and to leverage that into ranking more important content. So I set out to redesign my homepages. Now I didn't belabor this, I just basically created uh, one of those hero headers quickly. I use templates, first off, right? I don't design from scratch. I don't hire designers. I don't do any of this. Like, seriously, uh, with Gutenberg, you can get a block library, like ultimate uh, add-ons for Gutenberg. That's by the outfit that's behind Astro Theme, which is a theme I use. And I use that block library. I also use WP Stackable block library. Those are the two main ones I use. There's lots out there. They're good ones. And they come with the, all sorts of templates, whether you need a, a just a, a hero uh, image at the top or whether you need a full page, a full home page, a full about page, whatever. They've got tons of them. You just click them and insert them and it's done. You make your changes. So it's it's super easy to create a pretty nice home page these days with Gutenberg. And that's all I did. So I just find a home page that looks pretty good that I think will work and I just put it in there and then I just change the text for, for the articles I'm linking to and the buttons and, and that's it. Uh, and then if I need another, usually I, on my bigger sites, I link out to quite a, quite a few different articles, quite a few cornerstones throughout the site and I will basically duplicate different sections so I can just add more of those links. And so that basically the homepage is, is a nice presentation linking to important content. At the very bottom, I put a, a small little grid of recent posts. And then from there, I link off to page, uh, to the, to the blog page where all the recent posts are. And that's as simple as it is. And it does a really good job. And it, it, it literally only takes me like 30 to 60 minutes to create these. So I've done that now for most of my sites. I know the demo site that I, I use when I talk about the stuff is cyclebaron.com. Uh, that's still a recent post. That site's not very big. It's got something like 30 or 35 articles. It's not really big enough to really start doing that. Um, that site's just sort of more of a demo site anyway, but that's, uh, that's how I'm doing the home pages. And, and it leads me to 
you know, changing things as you go along. I mean, you're going to constantly be making changes in, in your SEO approach and your website design and sources for content. And, you know, I've switched to sources. I use them for a year for content and I'll switch back to another source that I had used in the past. And, you know, I'm just constantly trying to improve things for all my sites and that's okay to do. But you got to learn to make decisions fast. You can't belabor this stuff. Like seriously, if you're getting started with a website, do not spend a week on design. Like, like grab a template or a theme, put it in there and go with it and just go. I mean, if you're not getting any traffic, what does it matter? And here's the other thing. A good friend of mine told, uh, mentioned this once. Most of your traffic these days in most niches, there are exceptions, will be on mobile. Do you think anybody can tell the difference of a website design on mobile? Now, there's little features you can add, like, you know, you can customize the menu and that that might be important to help navigation. But seriously, in terms of design, I mean, it's just a, a, a thin little column of text and images and a white background. And that's it. No, nobody is going to be able to tell. So don't sweat the design stuff. Just get these things going and, and sweat getting a lot of content out. Um, it's interesting because, you know, I'm telling you this from experience, from having spent weeks and weeks and weeks monkeying around with the website design as if it mattered for sites that had absolutely no traffic. And eventually I woke up and I realized like, well, you know, the nice, a nice looking site is not what's going to make this business work. What's going to make this business work is punching out as much traffic as possible. So I really encourage you to just really focus on the content and the SEO side of this business. Now, if you're into SEO, that's great. You can make that work for you. I'm, I'm more of an on-site SEO person where I focus on the content and publishing good content and optimizing that content for search. That's my focus. And it works for me. Uh, really, uh, the foundation is going after the keywords that, that I can rank without having to do a bunch of the off-site SEO. Now, off-site SEO is is getting links from other sites to your site. Now, that that's a whole other process in itself and and it can be very very effective and there are some very good people who who do that um who are able to do that very very well and if you like that process you, you can grow grow a huge huge online business um and there are lots of different options out there for that so uh, you know i know i i i don't I often talk about the fact that I don't actually do any on uh, offsite SEO. I do a little bit here and there, but really it's not the focus of my business. Um, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work. It's just, I choose, I choose not to do it. I choose to just focus on the content because that's working for me. And so again, that's another example of there's really no right way to go about this. I mean, I, I know some folks who spend 50% or more of their time on the link building side of, of this business than on the content, whereas I'm probably literally 95% on the content. So, and, and, and both get results. So you've got to sort of hone in and figure out what it is that, that you like doing and what you're good at. Uh, I tend to be good at looking for good keywords to rank that aren't so hard to rank and, and putting in a process to create half decent content for those keywords. Uh, but there are some people who are very, very good and very clever and like to, you know, just get a bigger thrill out of getting a link. So, but again, two different approaches that work really, really well. 
you do have to have measured expectations for a lot of this stuff. You know, when I switched over my home pages from, from just recent posts over to a static page linking out to my cornerstones, I mean, I, I didn't really expect a traffic bump, but I don't really think I had much of a traffic bump. Maybe I did. I don't, I don't monitor all my keywords because my bigger sites are ranking for so many keywords that it, that it would be impossible. I kind of wish there was a keyword tracker out there that would let you just monitor unlimited keywords, which would be really sweet, but there isn't. They keep making you pay for more and more. And so if I can't really track all of them, I just don't really bother at all. I don't even really track them in Ahrefs. Uh, so you got to have measured and realistic expectations. I do think, based on my my observing other people who do link building, you could have pretty wild expectations with some with some good link building. If you go about it right, if you go about it in a good way and get really good links and, and work hard for the legitimate links rather than taking the shortcuts on the link building, you can get some pretty radical results inside 12 to 18 months. Uh, again, it's still not a process I'm into, even though I, I do believe and have seen people get great results. It's just not my approach. What I'm doing is working. So have realistic expectations with all of this stuff. Uh, I am generally on the side of being overly optimistic with pretty much everything I do. I've learned to measure my expectations over the years. And, uh, but still, you know, I start a site and I always tend to think it's going to grow a lot faster than it does, but that's just me. Um, it, I don't get too dejected when my expectations aren't met though, for the most part. So at least I just stick with it. So, uh, in terms of, this is just a little nuanced technical thing about ranking homepages for keywords. Uh, years ago, I, 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 and many, many other people would, would really strive to rank the homepage of a website for a, a really good keyword. I don't do that anymore. I'm, I'm essentially just, it's, it's targeting the, the, uh, website name. That, that's all I'm doing. I don't try to target any keywords. Um, basically, it's just a list of links to various articles. So um, you, you certainly could. I don't, I don't think it's particularly bad. I, you know, if I were into local SEO and I had a bunch of clients who were brick and mortar websites and we're ranking their sites, I suspect I'd be gunning to rank their homepages for really important local keywords. But um, for, for my sites, it's really, I restrict the ranking to the internal blog posts and some pages and that sort of thing. So, um, and, and one more thing about the homepage, I get this question a lot about ads on a homepage. Um, yeah, I do put them on there. I think right now I just have the sticky. I don't have in content ads on the homepage. It's just a sticky. So it earns a little bit of money. I, I do get a fair amount of traffic to homepages. So they can be good earners. I, I don't think, again, there's not a right or wrong way here. It's just, I, I decided to take the in-content ads off, even though they're earning pretty well, just because, and, and the video ad, just because I thought, well, you know, the sites are earning really well. And so I, I got a little wiggle room to maybe just pull back a bit on the, on the earning throttle and create a, a better first impression for people that show up to the site. Uh, to the homepage and so that it would help them navigate. But again, you know, most, most of the years in the past, I've had full ads on, on the homepage. I really don't think it matters. So when it comes to all of this stuff, all of these many decisions we have to make, and, and some aren't easy. I, I'm still often, I procrastinate making a move or doing something because I, I don't really know what to do. And I, in my view, that's the wrong approach. Fortunately, for the most part, I just 
pick one and go with it and it's not always right and that's okay we're not we're not doing surgery here uh, we're not running high profile big criminal defense trials where someone's life is on the line here what we're doing is we're just publishing content and if there are mistakes well, it's really not a big deal, okay? You, I, that's the that's the big picture here. You know, as long as you're not doing something that, that's illegal, or that's hurting anybody, or that's potentially going to tank your site down to zero, we're, we're not dealing with, with big, big important things here. So, so mistakes are okay. You are going to make mistakes. I make them all the time. I make the wrong decision. And that's okay. You can always go back and fix this stuff up. And often I do. And I realize like, oh, that, that was pretty stupid to do. I'm go back and change that. So keep that in mind. It's not a big deal. And when you're making decisions for a lot of this stuff, I, I often will just use the old sniff test test. Okay. Does it pass the sniff test? Does it just make sense? And to answer that more often than not, I will put myself in the shoes of the website visitor. And I think that's the right approach when trying to make decisions about your site. And because I mean, I'm a website visitor to lots of other websites, and I know what I like about websites. And, and interestingly, again, you know, what I like, other people don't like. So we also have our preferences. You're not going to please all the people all the time with your site. So also remember that. And But I do really build sites that I would that I would appreciate. And so when I'm thinking about SEO, for instance, uh, I just ask myself, I mean, does it make sense? Like, like, I know what Google wants to do. We all know what Google wants to do. I don't, I don't think Google's like this. I mean, they're a money-making machine, and we know primarily they're there to make a ton of money, and they're very good at that. But Google's not so naive to, to know that you know, they need to provide a very, very good product, which is a very good, effective search engine in order to make that money. And so I do believe that they actually want to rank the best content at the top. Uh, after all, this, their stuff that makes them a pile of money, uh, they certainly aren't offering the best user experience that they could. And they know that they're there to make a pile of money and they have added more ads and more stuff that makes Google money over the years. But when it comes to the organic rankings, I do believe for the most part that Google wants to rank the best stuff. Now, we could we could debate that all day long. I think uh, some of the mistakes Google's made over the years, just from a just from a customer perspective, not not a SEO or a publisher's perspective, is I think they give far too much importance and weight to uh, huge brands personally. Because I mean, when you search anything, especially even current events or any any particular issue out there, uh, all all it generates is a lot of really big brand top tier magazine type websites too often, and you know a lot of the really interesting bloggers out there. And there are tons of them and people who are writing some really interesting pieces and articles on all sorts of things. Uh, they don't have, uh, you know, they're not recognized as a, as a big brand or a Fortune 500 company. And Google's not giving them the rankings that I think they should. So I think I think that's one misstep. And, and you know, Google implemented this whole preferring big brands and authorities uh, several years back. And it was, I believe it was in an effort to just try to present legitimate credible websites and information. But I think in this case, they threw the baby out with the bathwater. Anyways, we, that, that is one of those things that people could debate all day long. Maybe a little bit of my small publisher bias is oozing into that analysis. But I think uh, that's one area where Google could refine the search is try to not just focus on big brands and let's let's get some other websites in there. 
of course, the trouble is, is you get you, you know, if they tweak an algo, it's an algo. We don't have people manually listing these sites. So, you know, you, you, if you, if you do that and you're going to change things, you might, the search results are going to end up with a lot of junk too. So that, that's always the problem. That's what Google wants to avoid. So anyway, I believe that Google really wants to provide good information for, for the searches. It has to, otherwise nobody's going to use it. So when you're, when you're making decisions about SEO, just think about, well, what is it that Google wants? Okay. So we know now, uh, and unfortunately to an extent that they want to rank Brands and credible sites. They equate brand, a big brand, as being credible. Okay, well, I, I disagree with that, not 100%, but to an extent. But we know that. So what does that mean? That means, well, it, it, it's important to build up a brand for your site. So that's a, that's a good thing to do. So things you could do for further exposure uh, to build your brand is good. And what's a good indicator for, for a brand to Google? Well, it's people searching your actual website name or inputting the URL directly in their browser and going directly to your site as a direct visitor. That's, that's a huge signal to Google that you are a brand. And the more that that happens, then the more that Google will recognize you as a brand. So that's, that's a really fascinating area of SEO. I think, uh, I, I don't, I don't, brand build as much as I should. I think Fatsacks, uh, I do a pretty good job with brand building. For the most part, it's pretty easy to do though. Uh, but when it comes to niche sites, it's not as easy to do. And you know, I, I'm, I'm on Pinterest. I'm on Facebook a little bit on Instagram for some of the sites. I'm not really big in YouTube, although I'm dabbling. And so you do these other, these other platforms to, to build exposure. It doesn't really drive a lot of traffic, uh, necessarily, but it does expand your brand to an extent. And so some people might gain access to your site through social. And so they're going to not recognize your site because it's a result of some search that they did, but they're going to recognize your site as the brand. And I think that's what social can help a lot with. And, and, and again, um, it's a slow go. It takes a long time to build that brand, but that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is to publish really epic, cool content that people are going to take note of. But this whole brand building thing is something that takes a long time to do. Getting exposure on other top tier websites is really good if you can do that as well. Again, easier said than done in a lot of niche sites. Um, you know, for fat stacks, it's pretty easy. I could probably reach out to a lot of fairly sizable sites and say, Hey, you know, here's my little, case study about what I've been doing and you know, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty good results. They probably want to profile me. I don't really do a whole lot of that, but uh, that would be pretty easy to do. But if you're, you're publishing a site about sneakers or DIY, that again, that's not so easy to do. So, but you, you, it's, it's good to be mindful of it and to plug away and to get that brand exposure as you can. You have to think in terms of years here, not weeks or months when you're talking about brand building. Also, when you're talking about SEO, you really need to uh, think in terms of really long term here and slowly grow that brand. And it is interesting. I check in Ahrefs quite often about how many people are actually searching the website name and that grows over the years. And I'm really pleased with that metric. Now it's not a ton of traffic. It's not, it's not tens of thousands a day where I'm actually making it a lot of ad revenue just from people searching the website name, but it's, it's a few hundred a month or a few thousand a month. And that is a really good sign. And I'm happy about that. The other metric I look at that I think is quite important is the direct traffic numbers in Google Analytics. The higher percentage that is, 
is really good. Now that's assuming you already have really good SEO traffic. If if all, if you have zero SEO traffic, you might want to work on your SEO. But if you have decent SEO traffic, but then you're able to grow the percentage and, and numbers of, of the direct traffic, that's really good as well. That's good for your brand. Email newsletters can be good for, for branding. I find email newsletters a very tricky thing in, in the realm of niche sites. I do run one. Uh, I just find overall the engagement's not great. Again, Fatsacks is a totally different beast, but it is hard to do. I do believe that it can help your brand to an extent if you push out some really interesting, good information. So if your readers are getting emails that they really appreciate, you'll be like, wow, this, this uh, XYZ.com, this, this is cool. I, I really like their newsletter. I'm going to go back to their site. And now you've built a loyal reader, even though you're just some run-of-the-mill niche site. So it's, these are things you want to keep in mind. So branding is important. I, I believe that Google considers branding important uh, because it equates credibility and um, that's what they want to do. They want to they want visitors to the sites they send people to to feel uh, comfortable and secure, and that they're getting the the good information from from a credible site. So, uh, I think we could boil SEO down to this. This is my sniff test. Basically, this is my overall approach to it. It's very very bird's eye view, and that is SEO equals good content plus crawlability plus healthy site, and the the crawlability is just a technical aspect. That's where I do a lot of the interlinking. That's where I'm using tags very, very methodically. I use categories. I index all those pages. I interlink a lot with my articles. I make it really easy for the crawlbots because Google is a computer. It's a crawlbot. It's just ripping through your site. I want to make it easy for Google to rip through my entire site and get an understanding of the site and how all the different topics are related. So to me, that's my approach with that. Again, that is another area of huge debate with an SEO. Other SEOs will say, well, no, I want to, I want to really restrict how I'm passing along links and, and, and all that uh, crawlability within a site and keep it really separate in, in different portals. There's a, it, it's a compelling argument. I've tended to move toward just, I just, I want my sites to be like a sieve and just let it flow right throughout. A healthy site these days, probably more important than it was for three, four years ago. You know, good, good loading times good page speed scores, that sort of stuff. You can read all about it. That topic's been blogged and YouTubed and everything else to death just because that's a, a fairly new ranking factor. But when we come to good content, good content encompasses everything else, including the branding, because it's the content that's going to make your brand, whether you do it through email, whether you do it through social media, whether you do it uh, through video, and whether you do it through your blog posts and articles, okay? So good content is 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 the the number one aspect when it comes to SEO. And so it really does make the sniff test fairly easy for the most part. You just ask yourself, is this a really good article? And, and generally we know. Like I've written articles where I know that my best effort ended up mediocre. And that was it. It's like, okay, well, that that's going to have to be good enough. Uh, I've written articles where I know that it is it is amazing. It's excellent. And it's the best on the web and it's going to do well. And sure enough, after a year or two, it does do really well just because it just, just came together really nicely. And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, good content when you're doing it, uh, it might take a, 
if you're just getting started, it might take you a little while to figure it out. But I do encourage you to go look at other websites that are ranking in your niche and see see what's ranking, read it, and check it out and see what they're doing and get an idea of what good content is, okay? So uh, focus on the good content. That includes building up that brand. Fairly important these days. Not so easily done. But just don't sweat every little decision. You got you got to get you got to get things moving. You got to get the content out the door daily, weekly, whatever you can. I understand a lot of people. When I started, I, I had very little time to dedicate this to this because um, because I was working, and, and I know a lot of people are in that position. So I, I did the little bit I could uh, around work, and you know I just slowly chipped away at it. And once I was able to start doing it full time, I was able to really ramp that up, and then as I was able to hire some help and I could ramp up again. So it's, it's a process and it all takes a long time. So, but, but really understand there, there often isn't a right way to do it. The best way to do it is just get it down to, to just do it. Don't obsess over little details. If you make a mistake or something's not working, go back and fix it. You can do that. That's okay. Thanks for listening.